0: Welcome to the Solo Somewhere podcast. The podcast dedicated to helping you start to travel on your own terms. I'm your host Savannah or you might know me as SLC Travels. I'm a full-time travel influencer, content creator, and solo traveler. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and talk all things solo travel and to just inspire you guys to get out there and start traveling on your own terms. And today I'm going to be talking about my first ever solo trip which was to Guatemala. I'm going to go over how that came about, why I chose to go to Guatemala, was it safe, was it overrated, underrated, all the juicy details, and let you guys in on some solo travel tips when going to Guatemala. So let's just dive into it. I first want to kind of talk about why I chose to go to Guatemala for my first ever solo trip. I know that might sound a little crazy, to be quite honest. Honest, I even thought I was a little crazy for choosing it just because you know, Guatemala doesn't always get the best rep. There are some safety concerns, just period, much less as a solo traveler. And that was kind of my biggest issue with going there. I had been seeing a lot of travel influencers visit. Recently, actually, and it looks absolutely beautiful. There's active volcanoes, jungles, really cool historic cities. So that's kind of what drawed my eye to wanting to visit Guatemala in the first place. Then I got approached by a brand wanting to work with me, and all I can say, the brand it was World Packers. If you don't know what World Packers is, it is a website and app that lets you volunteer. In exchange for free accommodations, free food. It's not sponsored by the way. Uh, this is just how my first soul trip came about. They came and approached me wanting to work with me. And I'm like, yeah, like that's awesome. Sure. So they said, choose a place that you want to go volunteer at, and we'll go from there. So I kind of went on their website, found one that was in Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. And the pictures looked beautiful. I read the reviews on that and it was like almost five stars saying that great experiences. So I applied to that one. I got accepted and I also got accepted to one in Prague. So it came down to either Guatemala or Prague. I actually posted on Instagram asking where you guys would want to see me go and You voted Guatemala, so I went with Guatemala, and honestly, I was kind of leaning towards that anyways. I was just still nervous, because first of all, it's my first solo trip. Second of all, it's Guatemala. You know, it's a little uncertain in the safety aspect, but you guys chose it, and I really wanted to go anyway, so I just said, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna send it, and I chose to go to Guatemala with World Packers. So, I booked my flight. I was really excited. I did a little research on the safety, and I looked up places to avoid, which I wasn't going to be going into Guatemala City at all anyway, but there's some neighborhoods that you want to avoid there. I just avoided it altogether because I'm sure there's some beautiful parts of it, but I just wanted to get to the nature areas. I had my flight booked. I had my trip Roughly planned, I knew I was going to be volunteering in Lake Atitlan and staying a few nights in Antigua, but I was still nervous. And I honestly thought that my nervousness came from the fact that I was going to Guatemala. Looking back at that now, it's normal. It's really normal to get nervous before a solo trip. And I literally do before every single one. So looking back at that, it's, it's normal. But in the moment, I thought all of my nervousness was just from the unknown of safety, which of course it could have been adding to it. But every trip, solo trip especially, is very unknown. And that's a good thing. But it's also a scary thing. You're facing your fears a little bit with every single trip. And, you know, that's kind of part of my love for it. But, yeah, it's normal to be scared. And that is something I've learned. But going back to Guatemala, about the safety aspects. The whole plane ride, I was a little nervous, wanting everything to kind of go perfectly. I just kind of wanted to get to my Airbnb safely, smoothly, and then I'd be relaxed. My plane landed in Guatemala City. That is the airport you fly into when going to Guatemala, most likely. That's where the cheapest flights go into, and it's pretty easy. It's in the middle of the country. And I got off the plane, went through customs, immigration, and that was all pretty smooth. The airport's fairly nice. It's easy to get through. Got through all of that, and I had booked my transportation through this website called Guac. Go, which is a shared shuttle service, which I would recommend anyone going to Guatemala to use. Go, it's a shared shuttle service that gets you from almost all the cities in Guatemala or the places that you would want to be going anyway. You book online, it's super easy to book, and then they just show up to pick you up from the airport at the time that you said you're going to land. So I had all of that booked in advance because I didn't want to have to hassle with it at the airport. I got through my immigration, I went outside to look for the car. It said that they were supposed to be standing there waiting for me with like a sign that said my name, which thought I was so fancy because I've never had that before. So I was looking for them, looking for them, and I didn't find anyone. Like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe they're not here yet. So I plane land a little bit early. I'm just like, "I'll, I'll wait 10 minutes, And go back, look for them again. So 10 minutes goes by. Look around again, no one. Okay, I'll wait a little bit longer. 15 minutes goes by. I look out, look around, all around the airport, not just, like, in front of... Like, I walked up and down. It's not a huge airport, so, like, you would see where all the people are. Still no one. Well, now I'm getting a little anxious because I was thinking in my head, well, am I going to have to get a taxi all the way to Antigua, which is about hour, hour and a half drive. I don't know how much that's going to be. Is it safe? I was getting really anxious. And I asked a lady who, I think she worked for either a rental car company or something. And I said, hey, do you know, where like walk go where they pick up from maybe i'm in the wrong place she said no 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 you're in the right place they would come right here just you know give it some more time but by now it was literally probably 30 minutes past when they were supposed to pick me up so i'm just just like well i'm screwed like they're not gonna come this great and then all of a sudden i see this guy walking towards me kind of but like had a very worried face and so I asked him like, "Hey, are you waiting for Guatgo as well?" because it is a shared shuttle service. And he's like, "Yeah, like they're 30 minutes late." Are they call me like, "What's going on?" And so that's the part of solo travel that I just absolutely love cuz literally from 30 minutes I landed in Guatemala. Now I already have someone who's in the same situation as me. We are already getting to talking. He is a pilot and similar age to me. And it's just so cool because friendships can just come out of nowhere on solo trips. I personally feel more than like if you were to go on a trip with your friend because when you're solo... You are more outgoing because you kind of have to be, but you also want to have interactions with people. And it did in this situation. Now I'm already like talking with this random person. And so the end of that story is we were waiting. We got to talking literally two minutes later, the guy from guaco comes up and he's like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like i was dropping off the person before you and like he had some problems that got held up on so that's why he was late to pick us up but then yeah we got in the car on our way to antigua and i went and got dinner with that guy that i met that was in the guaco shuttle service with me that night and breakfast the next morning so it was awesome but so after that kind of whole ordeal and stress thinking I was abandoned at the airport. I was a little worried about Guatemala, but the second that I made a friend already, it really it really eased me. And I think what people can learn from that is on solo trips, sometimes you just have to put yourself out there a little bit. Like if I never turned to that guy and said, "Are you waiting for Guatgo shuttle service as well?" Like we might not have ever gotten to talking. Maybe we wouldn't have even talked in the cab. So just when you're on solo trips, put yourself out there sometimes and talk to the people around you. People can be really friendly and a lot of times they're other solo travelers and they want to make a friend too. After landing and getting to my Airbnb in Antigua. Literally, not just because I had made a friend, but seeing kind of my surroundings, seeing what the city was like, it was beautiful. And all of my nerves, like I'm being so serious, went away the second that I got to my Airbnb. I got settled in a little bit, all of my nerves bent. Like it was incredible. And I've had that with every single solo trip after, where you're nervous right before you get on the plane, still even a little nervous at the plane. Once you land and you get settled into your first hostel, hotel, Airbnb, whatever you're staying at, your nerves really start to go away because you get a sense of the environment and in Antigua, Guatemala it's a really nice city. It is, it's I want to say more laid back but I think it's just because it's a little bit smaller where it has kind of a small town feel to it but it's historic. The buildings are really gorgeous and And the people are so friendly. This is one thing that I don't remember ever reading when I was doing my research for Guatemala. I was out taking a picture of Santa Catalina Arch, which, if you ever go to Antigua, that should be your first stop. And a local man just came up next to me, and I don't even remember what we talked about, but like, we literally just had a conversation for 15 minutes He was teaching me some more Spanish and we were going back and forth and they don't even want anything. Like, I really thought I was going to be, like, tricked or something, because whenever I travel, i got to be a little defensive, you know, instincts of, are they going to scam me? Are they trying to scam me? But they weren't. Like, he literally just wanted to have a conversation. He's like, oh, you're from the U.S. Oh, you speak English. That's so cool. You you teach me some English words. And then he was just like, okay, have a nice day and luck. Like, they were just, they were really kind, really welcoming to everyone, which, really played into the safety factor there. I think if the people weren't as welcoming as they were, I would have felt a lot different. But my entire time throughout Guatemala, I'm serious guys, like I felt so safe and I was solo for like the entire time. (laughs) I met people, like I said, that guy for dinner one night. I actually met another influencer. I randomly saw her in the streets and We went and explored the next day, so there was, like, I wasn't alone the entire time, but still, most of the time, I was walking around by myself, and I felt safe. It was one of those places where the things you read online, I know there are some unsafe places, but there's unsafe places everywhere. Like, think about it, in the U.S., like, are you kidding me? There's some places I wouldn't travel to. Sometimes I don't even feel safe in my own hometown, when you know, there's crime there's crimes everywhere and I think in places like that some underdeveloped countries they only show the bad which is why a lot of these countries get a bad rep and in my personal experience I think Guatemala is one of those places where they kind of only show the bad because there is a lot of good there's a lot of good course, everyone's experiences are different, but my personal experience, safety-wise, I would give it 9 out of 10 for female solo travel. And that's crazy, guys. That's saying something. I do, though, have some solo travel tips to ensure your guys' safety when you are traveling to Guatemala because I wasn't just, you know, going out at midnight walking around. Like, I did take precautions to ensure my safety, maybe even a little bit too much just because, like I said, it was my first solo trip so I still didn't know what worked and what didn't work for myself. So I was kind of testing that out as well as also testing out Guatemala and seeing how safe it was. So some safety tips I would recommend. I did not go out past sunset by myself. If I were to say gonna go out with a friend that I made at a hostel for dinner and it was past sunset, totally okay. But by myself, I did not go out after sunset. I stayed in my apartment, my hostel, hung out the rest of the night there. This is just my personal preference for my peace of mind, basically. And kind of piggybacking off of that, in Guatemala, in Antigua especially, at night, locals love fireworks. I was in my Airbnb and I kept hearing, like, it literally sounds like gunshots. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard a firework before, but imagine just hearing the firework noise and not seeing it. And of course, it's my first night in Guatemala and I'm already like thinking there's gunshots out my window. So I look it up, I'm like, why does it sound like gunshots in Antigua, Guatemala? I literally looked up those words and the, everything that came up was fireworks. They're called bombas and they're actually a part of their culture. Guatemalans love fireworks, and for example, it's customary to go over to your friends' houses early in the morning on their birthdays and just light off firecrackers under their bedroom windows. It's a demonstration of their great affection for someone. And they're not even just for birthdays, any event, or anything that calls for a celebration. They light off firecrackers. You just have to know and be prepared for that, just so that it's not unsettling the first time you hear that. Another tip. I would wake up early in the morning. This, personally, I am a morning person, so like I'm already probably gonna be up, but I love going to places, especially tourist destinations in the morning because you're by yourself and you have the whole place to yourself and it's quiet. There's not really any cars going by yet. So I did that every single morning I was there. I would wake up, I would get coffee if coffee shops were open yet. I would go walk around the streets and it was literally my favorite thing. That was also the best time if you want to take pictures. I would recommend going a little after sunrise because there won't be nearly as many people out or cars. Money. Let's talk about money in Guatemala. This is another thing that I suggest for you guys. Honestly, for any solo trip, I always bring actual cash with me on my trips because a lot of places, you know... If you're going to places more off the grid, not everywhere has credit card machines or Apple Pay, I would recommend bringing the equivalent of 300 US dollars for about 10 days in Guatemala. Maybe a little bit more, maybe 350. That's what I did, and I honestly didn't use my credit card at all, maybe once or twice, but I used all of my cash. It was super useful if you plan on going to like a teat lawn. You need cash to go on, they're called lanches, which is like a boat taxi, it's how you get around to the different villages around the lake, but you have to have cash for that, they do not take cards, so you need cash for that and some restaurants, so it's just really handy to have enough so that you don't have to go to an ATM and then they might upcharge you a lot for the foreign currency exchange or at the airport. Oh, don't even get me started on that. They have charged you so much. Make sure you have plenty of cash. Make sure you do research on hotels, hostels, whatever accommodation you're going to be staying at. Make sure you do plenty of research prior. This is more of a general, I mean, anywhere you go, you want to make sure you're doing enough research that you're not going to be staying at some hole-in-the-wall place, but especially places where safety might be more of a concern. I stayed at one Airbnb in Antigua, one hostel, and then I volunteered in like a Atitlan, so I stayed at the Atitlan Sunset Lodge, that's where I volunteered. It's really beautiful. If you go there, I would recommend staying And I wouldn't just say that if it's like not. Anything amazing, but it's really beautiful. It is views of the volcano. It is the sunset lodge, so amazing sunsets every single night, and it's really safe. Lake Atitlán in general, I found to be so safe. Each town is unique. The atmosphere, the energy, Mayan clothing patterns, and even languages vary. There are eleven towns and villages around the lake, and among these eleven, there are five destinations that really stand out. My favorite were Panajachel. San Pedro San Marcos Santa Cruz and San Juan there are more than 20 Mayan ethnic groups in Guatemala and the lake Titlan area is home to a handful of them each of the town and villages surrounding the lake are known for something different for example textiles ceramics or holistic therapies Penhatchel or known as pena to the locals is where you will begin your journey so when you come in from Guco you will be dropped off at Penhatchel and have to take One of the lunches to whatever village or town you're going to from there. One thing I get asked about quite frequently, anywhere in any places that don't speak English, is do you need to know the language to get by? In this case, in Guatemala, they speak Spanish, mainly only Spanish, but I found that a lot of people actually also do speak English a lot more than you would think. So, my answer to that question is. No, but I would definitely recommend knowing basics. Knowing, for example, hola is hello, adios, goodbye, muchas gracias, thank you. Can I get to be able to order would be puedo tener a... Asking where is the bathroom would be donde está el baño. The basics. I would definitely recommend knowing that because people just respect you trying to speak their language. Even if you're not fluent or you might not pronounce it the best I just think it's super nice and respectful that tourists try to at least speak their language because when people come to the U.S. we literally just expect them to speak English perfectly so when I go to places I like to learn at least the basics and I have found that locals and a lot of places really really respect that and one tip for if they don't speak English and you can't understand is make sure you download Google Translate on your phone because you can download certain languages so that even if you don't have Wi-Fi, you can still use the Translate app and just type in whatever you're trying to say and show it to them or click the audio button so that they can hear it and then they can type back or whatever and it's just good to have that as a backup as well. Another place in Guatemala I do want to mention that I went to and this was my first ever solo hike Well, it wasn't really solo, it was more of a group hike. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's kind of, it's a very popular place right now, but Volcán Fuego in Guatemala, which is the active volcano near Antigua. I did the hike to be able to see the active volcano and oh my god. That was the most challenging hike I have ever done in my life. I'm sure you guys have seen people say that before and maybe we're like, oh, uh, you know, whatever. I was like that too. I was one of those people where I read people say, oh, it was the most challenging hike of my life. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm sure it's hard, but how hard can it really be, right? It is. It, Yeah, it is. <laughs> I got my but wait, let's just say that by that hike but it was so so rewarding and if you are there you have to you just have to do it like there's just no option yes it is so hard and so challenging you're gonna be dead afterwards but it's gonna be worth it so I went and did it through Wecho and Charlie's the one thing about this hike is You have to be a part of a group for it, and you need to have a guided tour for many reasons. One, just being safety. Two, being it is kind of hard to locate. And yeah, lots of reasons, but you do need to have a guided tour. I did it through them. They are the only tour company that actually has built accommodations at the top, if that makes sense. Every other guided tour just has kind of tents up at the top, which that's fine as well. But this actually has built structures so that it keeps a little bit warmer because it can get cold up there at night. That was the most expensive thing that I actually did in Guatemala. It was $70. It's a two-day trek. But like I said totally worth it. It was a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. There was about, oh, probably like 20 other people in my group. So I did meet some other people too, a lot of other solo travelers. So that's also another great way on these solo trips to meet people is to go on guided tours. It's awesome because a lot of people that are going to go on guided tours are also other solo travelers. So it's just, it's a win-win. That is my story of how I ended up going to Guatemala for my first ever solo trip. It was crazy. It was amazing. It was scary. It was every single emotion wrapped in one. It was one of the best trips of my life. For all the same reasons. (laughs) And it's what, you know, started this love for solo travel. And for being able to see all these places. Like there's so many places out in the world that we don't even know exist right now. Like I didn't even know some of these places in Guatemala existed until I ended up at them. And with a whole bunch of strangers that now I talk to still, there's still a few people from my Guatemala trip that I talk to. All in all, if you're considering a trip to Guatemala this year, I would say book it this second. This is literally your to. To do it I'm not kidding guys I'm considering taking another trip to Guatemala this year because there is still a few places that I didn't get to go to on my last one that I want to visit and I'd also love to revisit some places it's just it's incredible so book the trip make sure you take those extra precautions even if it's just for peace of mind do it. It's always better safe than sorry, as my parents would say, but it's true. I would recommend staying overnight in Antigua. You can stay at a hostel, there's a few good ones. There's also a bunch of nice Airbnbs for cheap, and I would recommend staying in like a The popular town to stay in there is San Pedro. A lot of backpackers go over there. If you want to stay at a hostel, San Pedro is the way to go. And it's also super easy to get around to the other villages. So it's not like you're going to be just staying there the whole time. So I would say that's a good base for like Lake Atitlan. And in my opinion, Guatemala is super underrated, guys. Not just because of the gorgeous places that are there, but the people are so kind and the food is amazing and it's so affordable. One thing I didn't really touch on before I finish up here is how affordable it is. My Airbnb is ranged from about $30 a night to $40 a night for an entire place by myself. Hostels will probably be around the same, maybe around thirty dollars a night. And meals you'll probably be spending five to ten Dollars on meals it's a really affordable trip flights are probably around 200 250 from major hubs in the u.s for one trip so yeah if i haven't convinced you yet <laughs> i don't know what will so thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast and coming on here with me I hope I was able to give you some more insight or maybe ease your mind about things or maybe convince you to travel to Guatemala. If you guys enjoyed this episode, leave a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this from, and I will talk with you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining me. Keep exploring.